0: Hello and welcome to episode two of Nexus Night, a podcast all about heroes of the storm. I'm Goku Burri and with me today is my co-host Ralph Stew.
1: Hey everyone, we got a fantastic show for you today. We're gonna to be talking about the newest hero into the Nexus, ale as well as the latest patch. And hopefully we will also discuss some of the exciting news from HGC's mid-season brawl.
0: Cool, so let's get started. Mouth Ale. He is from Diablo. He's the Aspect of Death. Have you...
1: <laughs> and Wisdom. And
0: Wisdom. <laughs> Have you had a chance to play him yet?
1: Yeah, so I got to play a few games on mouthale both in PTR and live now. And he has got a pretty interesting kit. Basically, when Blizzard went to design mouthale I think what they went for was a tank buster melee assassin. So he kind of fits into a similar role to Tychus, Uh, except for he's not ranged like Tychus is. So there's a little bit of difference between the two, and I think that difference is pronounced. It's very significant with how Malthael will play, as opposed to, say, Tychus will. So let's dive into his kit, and take a close look at some of his strengths and weaknesses, maybe some of his potential builds. So first and foremost, the most important part of Malthael is his trait. Reaper's Mark. So what Reaper's Mark does is anytime he basic attacks an enemy hero, he will apply Reaper's Mark for four seconds. Those marked enemies take percent based damage, uh, excuse me, two and a half percent of their max health for every second for four seconds. So right off the bat, you can see that that is a trait that's going to be far more effective on large health pool heroes. Asmodan, Stitches, Chogol, Diablo, all these big heavy hitters are just going to get eaten away by Malthale.
0: I think it's also important to note that it's on everything. So, minions, bosses... The only thing it doesn't include is structures. So, you can burn a boss pretty fast.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, percent-based damage on a boss, or a late game, Dragon Knight... I only have one minute. Or any of those monsters. I don't know, is that the right term? Well, there's monsters, there's... there's large monsters,
0: or... Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I think monsters. We'll go with that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so that applies to everything that's not a structure, which actually is nice for his wave clear, which we'll, we'll get into a sec because you can apply these Reaper's Mark onto all the minions and, and abuse that. So if we take a look at his talents, excuse me, excuse me, his abilities. Uh, so his Q is this ability called Soul Rip, it's how Malthael sustains. Uh, basically, anyone who has Reaper's Mark takes percent-based damage and heals Malthael for a significant part of the uh, the damage he de- deals. So that right there is is nice. Um, it, it it's a short cooldown, two seconds. It's a, just a little bit of mana. So this is your spammable ability, similar to say Sylvanas, who has her five stacks of Q. She just you just slam your Q button down and use it off cooldown. This is kind of how you'll play this with Malthael. You'll want to, if you're in the middle of a team fight, be using this as much as possible to sustain and make sure you can survive. So his W ability is a little bit of mobility. This is kind of how Malthael can get into the fight and potentially evade skill shots or other abilities. His W Wraith Strike instantly teleports through an enemy afflicted by Reaper's Mark, and dealing a little bit of damage and also refreshing the Reaper's Mark to that enemy. Now, it's pretty cool because you're guaranteed to teleport behind the other person. Kind of like if you hit someone with Q with Chen, you're going to be behind them. And right off the bat, that means you can, you can start to body block, you can reposition more effectively. Dodge skill shots. Dodge skill shots, yeah. You can, you know, if you see something that's very telegraphed, like... Jaina's Ring of Frost, or Genji's X-Strike. Abilities that have very clearly defined places that they're going to hit, you can use this to get out of the way. And the nice thing about it is it's only a five-second cooldown. So once again, you're not...
0: Wow, so you can zip across the map.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, not quite like that, but uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool, though. Could you imagine if you could refresh it? Oh, yeah, Like An ability that just, oh, my Wraith Strike is up again. Let's just (laughs) keep popping through the map. I guess you can kind of do that with Kerrigan.
0: Really? Are you staring at my thorax? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You see Pro play with Kerrigan, and they're just... Just queuing all over the place, yeah. yeah, Getting the resets so they can keep flying through the map. I think
0: Raystract should get a reset. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome.
1: That'd be pretty cool. Okay, so the final ability here is Malthael's E, Death Shroud. So Death Shroud applies a... It's a skill shot, a slow-moving skill shot. A very slow-moving skill shot, actually.
0: Similar to, um... What's Medivh's... His master- Leyline Seal. Layline Seal. Yeah. But it's also his Q.
1: So his Q uh, moves quite a bit quicker. Okay. Um, so not, it's not
0: yeah. that that fast. Right.
1: Yeah. So Death Shroud actually Layline Seal is a really good analogy here because the skill shot actually forms quite a similar, even kind of looks the same. It's oh, like this yeah. kind yeah. of a billowing wave that's flowing slowly towards you.
0: Yeah. It's pretty f- wide too, right? Yeah, it's decently wide for a skill
1: shot. I would say it's kind of like ETC's slide. Okay. Yeah, maybe a little wider than that, actually. Uh, But so it's 8 second cooldown, and after a quarter of a second, it unleashes this wave and applies Reaper's Mark to everything that it hits. Every non-structure that it hits. So this is really cool because it's basically a way you can get your Reaper's Mark on as many people as possible not only the wave say if you're trying to clear or even sustain if you're a team fighting in the middle of a lane and minion wave is is there it'll help you sustain right you still heal off of these minions when you use soul rip it's also kind of your form of engage you put out death shroud you hit someone at distance and apply reaper's mark then you can use wraith strike to get into the fight otherwise the only way you can apply reaper's mark is by hitting someone with your auto attack. That is really hard to do for a melee assassin who essentially has no mobility until someone has Reaper's mark. So this is how you apply it.
0: Could it also be used as a form of escape? You can death shroud some nearby minions or a <laughs> yeah. mercenary camp and then Wraith Strike overwall potentially or yeah, just over down walls, the lane.
1: Down from the wave. Yeah, I think this would be a a, a good in, enabler for your mobility yeah right the mobility with your wraith strike unfortunately only applies to someone with reaper's mark yeah so the first step is apply reaper's mark <laughs> yep so death Trout does that really well um especially when your auto attack is potentially unavailable if say minions are too far away or you're just not going to survive mm-hmm. cool so it's two heroic abilities I actually think they're they're pretty interesting, personally. One, I wish Last Rights. This is this is the one that's I think is pretty exciting because it's the first questing ultimate in the game, and it's a pure damage talent. So what Last Rights does is applies a death sentence to an enemy hero, and deals fifty percent of their missing health after a two second delay. So once you reach say thirty three percent of your health, this should be enough to execute anyone. Yeah. Now, the cool questing part of this is enemies killed by last rites permanently drops the cooldown by 5 seconds to a minimum of 15 seconds. And it starts at 75 seconds. So we're talking, you know, reducing a cooldown to 20% of its original value throughout the duration of the game.
0: That's insane. Yeah.
1: That could be really powerful.
0: Yeah. Uh, last rites every 15 seconds? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Imagine those ridiculous quick-match comps where there's no supports or no one who can really prevent damage. Yeah, right. This is your go-to quick-match talent. Oh, yeah. Now, the the risk of that is you give up some self-sustain because if we take a look at Tormented Souls, the other ultimate, this actually is is how you survive. Like In a competitive environment, I think Tormented Souls is probably going to be the right move most of the time. I guess it depends on your comp, but Tormented Souls provides 20 armor for 4 seconds, and unleashes a Torrent of Souls, which will apply Reaper's Mark to anyone inside of the, the AoE for as long as it's active. Now that's going to be fantastic, because here's how I see it playing out in a team fight. You use your E to hit someone and apply Reaper's Mark. You then use Wraith Strike to get into the fight, and you pop Tormented Souls, and now you've got this AoE around you hitting all enemy heroes. If you're in the middle of a wave, it's going to do even more damage, excuse me, provide even more self-sustain as you Soul Rip off cooldown and get as much health back as possible. That is, I th- I think that's going to be essentially Malthael's engagement.
0: Okay, so it's much like Kerrigan's ultimate. I think so. With the the AoE around her, and then yeah. she gets the, the shields from that, but in this case you get, you know, to spam your Q to... Yep. Self-sustain. I think so. I think that's how it's gonna play out. But I mean last rights, you don't don't need sustain if <laughs> <that> they're all <laughs> <Yeah>. dead. <laughs>
1: the be- the best defense is a good offense, yep, right? Yeah. Exactly. Or is it the other way around? I don't know. Last rights I definitely think is the more fun
0: talent. Yeah, I mean who doesn't like a good execute? Yeah.
1: Plus the animation's really cool. Yeah. It's yeah. actually this like ghostly figure above the player. <laughs> that well, it has like a scythe, right? That just slices yeah, through him so.
2: and kills
1: them. Aspect yep. of death. It's pretty good. So those two, those are the two ultimates, and that is Maltheil's base kit.
0: I'd like to pair last rites with a Greymane's cursed bullet, because oh, that wow. is it's guaranteed forty percent damage. damage. And then you have last rites, which is drink fifty percent of the missing health. Right. So you could potentially. One shot someone. If you hit damage on in between that,
1: so let's 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 kind of play out the full combo here with the curse bullet and ale's last right. Murden's coming in right, yep. which is a prime target for curse bullet and Ale. Hit him with curse bullet. Maybe he had already avatar for whatever reason. So Yeah. Like a little bit of pressure and he feels threatened, so he avatars right. Just because that's gonna be ideal. this yeah. For this for this, <laughs> for this fictional story. Here, so Muradin's avatar. He's got a high health pool. Chris bullet comes in immediately, down forty percent. Yep. Maybe a couple auto attacks by Malthale, a couple auto attacks by main yeah. is all it's really gonna take before Muradin is weak enough for Last rites to get a lot of value. Yeah. Right. You only need to get to thirty-three percent total health. So that's a remaining 27% after Cursed Bullets hits. Yeah. Right? Two applications of Reaper's Mark, and you're pretty much there. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it seems to me that could be a pretty powerful synergy between the two. Percent-based damage and so so Malthale's weakness, I would say, is that he doesn't he doesn't provide any burst. Yeah. All of his damage is sustained. So if you compare that with a damage dealer like Greymane, who can provide a 40% burst, that seems very a very strong synergy, kind of shore up Malthael's weaknesses by getting another hero who can provide some burst. Mm. Get him down and then hit him with last rites.
0: Yeah. Sounds pretty broken. I think we need to try it out.
1: <laughs> he does sound really good, but I think I think his numbers are a little... So Malthael by himself, I think his numbers are a little undertuned. I think you'll have to find the right mm. the right comp with him.
0: Yeah, and I heard he's really squishy.
1: Well, no mobility, really. Yeah. And...
0: Low health pool. Low health pool. And his auto attacks are surprisingly slow. It's .95 no. attacks per second. Not yeah, very good. you think that with the dual-wielding sickles, he'd be <laughs> no. shredding through people. <laughs> like, how how fast can you actually swing those things, right? <laughs> they don't look it heavy. Takes a lot of energy, maybe. So what yeah. is, what is, it doesn't even attack as fast as Thrall, right? So I noticed he has... Pretty short cooldowns on all of his abilities. Yes. Uh, When you were playing him, did you run into any mana issues? Or do you feel like his mana cost and mana regen is okay for how much you can spam his abilities?
1: I found it wasn't too bad because his abilities you're only really spamming in a team fight, which typically don't last too long. Mm -hmm. You're not hitting, or at least you shouldn't be hitting Q off cooldown outside of the team fight because ideally you're somewhat healthy yeah you can use it to wave clear and at times you should but for the most part you'll you'll go wave clear you'll have a moment's break between waves or maybe there's no real team fight breaking out quite yet and in that time you should you should be okay soul rip thankfully which is the ability that gets spammed the most most is only 20 mana so that's not that's not too much yeah Admittedly if you are holding it down the entire time you will burn through your mana. But <laughs> but I think if you play reasonably and save spamming it for a team fight you should be okay. Okay. Now if it's a really long team fight I think you'll run into some issues. Yeah. Hopefully that doesn't
0: happen. <laughs> so have you noticed any kind of build paths that has worked well for you, or any? You know, have you tried a diff, couple different builds with him, like a a Q build, or you know, full on just go for last rights, just pure damage. <laughs> the last build. rights build.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I think there are a couple viable builds with Malthael. So most importantly, his and what I'm what I'm guessing will be his competitive build is probably his Q build. So his Q build is. His Q is soul rip, it's his only form of self-sustain, it's the way he lives in a team fight. Now, that being said, in competitive, there is burst and there is focus, and so it's going to be much harder to get value from his somewhat slow self-sustain, but I think it's going to be essential for his survivability. So the Q build is... Well, I guess we should probably walk through the build, the, the some of the talents oh, yeah, first.
0: Yeah, yeah let's just do a basic overview of all sure, of his talents. Sure.
1: So at level one, Malthael has a couple mobility options. So the first is Death's Reach, which increases Wraith Strike by 35%. And this is definitely a, a mobility tool because it allows you not only a little more flexibility in how you move around a team fight, but it also changes your engage to be 35% further, which is non-trivial. So I think this is a pretty strong talent. On a Pale Horse, also at level 1, gains 20 movement speed while mounted, and this, I think, could be useful in maps like Warhead Junction.
0: Okay, so large maps yeah, where very large maps. you need to cover lots of ground to you know, get to those yeah. nukes or... Um, First Hollow,
1: I... for example. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh, the unfortunate part about this talent is it provides zero value in a team fight. That's true. This is a very macro talent. If you have a comp that's designed for map pressure, may, then maybe maybe this is the ability you pick. But I'm not sure if Malphite is a really good map pressure kind of hero. So I'm not sure where this where you get a lot of value out of this, especially compared to Death's Reach and. The other level 1 talent, Fear the Reaper, which increases your movement speed by 25% and pass through other units for 4 seconds. This is an activatable ability with a 25 second cooldown. That is also another really good team fighting talent where you are, say you're in trouble or you need to escape or you needed to reposition and someone's applied some slows or maybe there's a little bit of CC coming your way. uh, Or even body blocks. This is going to be a really good tool to, to move around all that. So of the level 1 talents, Death's Reach and Fear the Reaper seem to be the strongest.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: On a Pale Horse, maybe situational on map. I'm not quite sure about that one yet. So with that being said, I think I'll probably default to Death's Reach. But after that, we if we want to look at, say, the Q build, we're going to take Soul Rip talents at levels 4, 7, 13, and 16. Um, and, and, and the level 4 talent, I think, is debatable as well. So if we're going pure Q-Build, though, we would pick Die Alone at level 4. So this increases the Soul Rip single-target damage. Uh, it deals 75% more damage if it only hits one hero. At level 7, we'd get Cold Hand. Soul Rip slows enemies by 20% for 2.5 seconds. This is really nice because 2.5 seconds is actually longer than Soul Rip itself. So you can keep someone next to you as long as you don't have any you know, slows or CC hitting you. You can you can literally just keep applying this. Well,
0: yeah, this. 20%, and 20%, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's a constant slow.
1: Yeah, that's almost
0: Jaina level slow. Yeah. So, it's pretty good.
1: At level 13, you'd grab Soul Siphon. So this increases Soul Rip's bonus healing from for heroes, to 4% of their max health. Pretty good. And finally, the most important talent for this build. At level 16, you get Soul Collector. This increases Soul Rip range and reduces the cooldown. So the range is increased by 50%. That's massive. Yeah. Especially because Soul Rip is an AoE ability. And half a second is... 25% of the original cooldown. So,
2: so
0: you can really spam this. Yeah,
1: it's, it's spammable. And let's... Oh, excuse me. I forgot to mention at level 10, you're going to get Tormented Souls with this, abil- with this build. So let's let's once again look at Mouthale's engagement. You use Death Shroud, hit maybe one or two targets with your E, and then you can Wraith Strike into the fight, pop your Tormented Souls. And now after level 16... You can literally just spam this ability and get a lot of healing with a large AOE. And, of course, everything around you also has Reaper's Mark, and you can just keep that healing coming in. Mm -hmm. Keep applying poison. All the while you're doing admittedly slow damage, but you're doing damage. Yeah. So I think that is his self-sustained build, and I think he needs it in order to get the most value.
0: So what else is at level four? Cause I I noticed that it only you only get the 75 percent increased damage when it's a single target being hit by soul rape. Right. So if you want to go in to a team fight and be getting as many people with your mark and your queue as you can, is there anything else on that tier that might supplement that AOE esque team fight?
1: Yeah. So and this at uh, level four, I I think the there's two questing. Talents that could be really good as well. So, there is throwing shade, which is actually a quest for Death Shroud. Really, Blizzard throwing shade. I don't know it. Really? What? You know, like, shade? Oh, like oh, I don't mean to throw shade. Oh, is that like some, some it's, hip it's, slang yeah, from some these hip kids? Slang, so you know,
0: <laughs> I don't mean to. Uh, oh,
1: oh, like it's like t- no, talking shit, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, pretty much. I
0: like I, you know, I don't want to throw shade, but all right, come on, Blizzard. You're better than that.
1: They've got some good memes, but apparently this isn't one of them.
0: <laughs> next, next hero is gonna be some kid with fidget spinners. No, no, he's gonna throw. That's out actually fidget the new spinners. hero,
1: don't you know? <laughs>
0: so just a fidget spinner. Yeah. <laughs> you draft it, you lose. Yeah,
1: insta loss. Oh, no. T- your team from embarrassment. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, fidget anyway, spinner 2018. No, no. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyway, it's throwing shred. Sh- excuse me, throwing shade. After hitting 20 heroes with Death Shroud, it permanently increases Death Shroud range by 33% and reduces his cooldown by 2 seconds. So this, in fact, I would say this is probably the go-to talent on this this level. Die alone is really good for skirmishing, but in a teamfight situation, Throne Shade is going to be better. The extra range is going to pair really nicely with your level 1 Death's Reach, which increases the Wraith Strike range. So once this quest is complete, you can pretty safely apply your Reaper's Mark and get into the fight. That'll also pair really well if you pick the level four Throwing Shade talent with uh, Malthouse level 20 Final Curtain. So Final Curtain leaves a trail in its wake for four seconds and anyone who walks through it gets Reaper's Mark applied to them. So this is this is actually a really good, talent because you can essentially create a zone that people cannot pass through or cannot pass through without repercussions yeah so let's say your enemies are let's say there's a team fight and someone died and your enemies are trying to run away you can use this if say you're flanking you can just pass a really basically a perpendicular line to where they're trying to go through so anyone fall, walking through it's going to get reaper's mark Maybe you're chasing directly and they're going through a pinch, and you can actually throw this straight through the pinch and basically guarantee that everyone's going to be hit by this. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's a nice ability. And if you pair that with, say, your slows from Cold Hand at level seven, there's no way they can just safely escape. So, for level four, throwing shade, I think is probably the best talent on this level. Now, that being said, there's also another really interesting quest talent at level 4 called Black Harvest. Black Harvest, after applying Reaper's Mark for 150 seconds, permanently inc- increases Reaper's Mark duration by 2 seconds. Now that that is nice because any single auto attack now does 15% of the target's total health. Yeah. Right? You just have to walk up, hit someone once, walk away, and that's 15% damage. Assuming none of it is healed. Let's let's just say, you know, just a single auto in it in some fictional environment where that just happens. Yeah. That's fifteen percent damage. <laughs> that or my of sh-
0: hero league. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Our hero league matches look a lot like this.
0: <laughs> Where's the healer? Oh, 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 they're split pushing. Great.
1: You don't have that uh lame clear nova on your uh, Oh I mean, you know, every yeah. every
0: once in a while. May or may not be me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh <laughs> Anyways, Black Harvest is really nice, and you can pair that. There's a couple talents that that pair really well with that level 4 quest. And this is actually, um, I think there's another build, kind of like an anti-healing build, that you could go. So at level 4, you pick Black Harvest, increases Reaper's Mark duration. At level 7, instead of Cold Hand, you get Touch of Death, which activates is an activatable that reduces healing received
0: by heroes afflicted by Ruper's Mark by 50% for four seconds. That is huge. That's huge. Can you imagine touch of deathing a ancestral? Yeah. That's Or divine massive. palm.
1: Or even against an ariel. Yeah. Right. Someone who has AOE healing. It's just, you know, could you imagine a full ariel's got full hope and their whole team groups and you pop, touch of death right before that
0: yeah and it's everyone who has your reaper's mark yeah so an aoe 50 percent anti-heal. anti-heal
1: yep so i think this would pair really nicely with the increased duration on black harvest because it provides more opportunity for touch of death to get value
0: and it's on a 30 second cooldown that's pretty short yeah i mean it's
1: I don't know. I, I think I wish you were. Shor- I wish you were shorter. Oh yeah. I wish were shorter. Yeah.
0: But I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> you probably get that twice in a team fight.
1: Maybe. Yeah. Unless it's a burst. Unless you're playing or playing with or against a burst combo. Yeah. So once again, you'd go. I think you'd probably want to go Tormented Souls with this. And the key, the the key, the key talent here is at level 16, you pick Memento Mori. So this deals 100 percent increased damage after an enemy has been afflicted by Reaper's Mark for more than four seconds. So that's that's guaranteed damage if you took Black Harvest and have completed the quest. Then you're automatically going to get an extra 100% damage. So let's say one auto attack comes in in this, once again, this fictional environment where you can just walk up an auto and walk away. You've got Memento Mori. You've completed Black Harvest. You walk up, you auto attack. Six seconds later, the person has now taken 20% damage. Yeah. Instead of... Um, the 15 that it previously was now if we consider a real environment you're gonna use your e engage on the team fight pop tormented souls and everyone in there everyone in there is now getting affected by momentum more. yeah right because as long as you as long as they stay inside tormented souls for two seconds excuse me Apps, sorry. even we don't even have to do that after Black Harvest is done. Oh yeah. Right? Yep. They're guaranteed to get twenty percent damage after six seconds. And if they're staying in there for longer than that, they're gonna be getting even more damage on top of that. So Momental Mori is this build is much more aggressive. This is, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna go in there, I'm gonna deal as much percent based damage as I can. People are gonna die, probably myself. Yeah. Right? You know that yeah. going in. You don't have the as much self sustain. You need that
0: D shield from an Uther and yeah. just stay in there with your tormented souls.
1: There you go. Plus, oh, that'd be fantastic because you get a D shield, and all the while you're popping soul rip, and you're healing up yeah. while dealing all that percent based yep. damage. Yeah.
0: Almost oh, in a gravel bomb, <laughs> pull everyone <laughs> on top of you. There you go. Yep.
1: Yeah, I just wish Castle were viable. Yep. He's my, he's my into boy. into
0: a chromy Sand, so they can barely move out of your tormented yeah. soul. Oh. Don't even need the soul rip slow. <laughs> that so many wombo combos.
1: Yeah, I think I think there is a place for IL. And that could be, and maybe is this very aggressive guaranteed death, but deal so much more. That could be, maybe that's his spot. Maybe that's his role. So one last thing that I want to talk about, I want to talk about his level 13 talent here. He's got really cool defensive abilities for pretty much all situations. Situations that you could that you could come into so soul syphon. I've mentioned previously is just extra healing based off of an Opposing hero's max health that is your sustained talent if you're in a comp Or you're in it you're in a game where you know The key to success is sustaining through theirs This is what you want to pick the other there's actually this is pretty rare from blizzard anymore level of four talent Oh, yeah four talents on a single tier yeah, that's not move too common stream streamlining it down to three but anyways Ethereal existence gains 15 physical armor per enemy hero afflicted by Reaper mar- Reaper's mark up to 45. So this is really good if your opponents have lots of auto attack heroes. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. 45 physical armor potentially in an entire team fight if you have enough marks up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. And it doesn't This is just this is just passive. So you don't have to activate anything. This is just get your Reaper's mark, enjoy armor. Yeah pretty damn good.
0: Put on some minions before a fight.
1: Yeah. Well, it's got to be an enemy hero.
0: Oh. Did not see that part. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, the other the third ability at level 13 is called Inevitable End, and this is a activatable talent that re- that basically is a self cleanse. You become unstoppable for 2 seconds, but with the consequence of removing all active Reaper's marks. So this is When you have a team that's got, say, Wombo combos, maybe something with ETC Moshpit or Jaina's Ring of Frost, yeah, anything, yeah,
0: pre cleanse VP, yeah, you know it's coming.
1: Anything that's very telegraphed, like, okay, we're gonna come in there with Varian and Taunt, something like that. When you know, okay, they're they're about to engage. I need to I need to get safe. Yeah, this is the talent. And finally, Shroud of Wisdom. After two seconds, gain 50 spell armor for four seconds. So this is your high burst spell armor ability. Let's say the opponents have Kael'thas or Jaina or Chromie, right? Chromie hits you with um, her. What's the ability where? Oh, the
0: the, where you go back in time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. She hits you with that immediately hit this. Because you know you're about to get hit by a very strong combo. Yeah, and you're gonna need that fifty spell armor. Or KT picks pyroblast, right? This is the level thirteen talent. So at this point, you'll probably know, yeah. unless you're just stomping them, <laughs> <laughs> which could happen.
0: Yeah. Wow. His thirteen tier is really situational. Yeah. That's nice. It gives you lots of variety. I I like the fact that they're
1: they're really making you think about. I can't go a single build the whole time. Thirteen yeah. is very much. You need to pick the right talent to get the most value.
0: Talent diversity is always good. Yeah, agreed. What about his No One Can Stop Death? I thought that was really interesting at 20. Oh, yeah. So level 20's got some cool
1: options here. We've already talked about Final Curtain, which provides a decent amount of utility. But he's also got, like Gokiburi just mentioned, this ability called No One Can Stop Death. So it's an activatable that provides... It's it's a three-minute cooldown... But you can activate this while dead and immediately respawn. Like that's that's just nuts. <laughs> you just immediately respawn, and a double passive
0: at twenty. Yeah, right. That's fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, except it's active, right? And you don't lose. You don't have the consequence of losing all of your ability, right? But the one consequence is that your next time you respawn, it it's an extra twenty five percent.
0: But if you live so. for three minutes, can you? use it again if the cooldowns up. I don't know. Or do you have to interweave one respawn timer?
1: Ooh, Gokiburi asking the hard questions. Yeah.
0: So what, we have to do some testing, see.
1: So what if... What? <laughs> what if they stack and the next time it was an extra 25% off of your already elongated oh. respawn timer? So that would be, let's say, you know, you're level 20, so at a minimum your respawn timer is 60 seconds. First time you do it you come back, live for three minutes, so you're already at 75 seconds. You hit it again, right? That's another. I don't know, math is hard, but you're sitting at you know 93 seconds or so for a respawn. It's
0: fine, my team, my team's got it.
1: Yeah, I I would trust your team. Yeah, they seem like they know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the other two, uh, the other two options at level 20 are upgrades to Malthael's ultimates. Reaper of Souls is the upgrade to Tormented, tormented Souls. So. Hero takedowns extend the duration of Tormented Souls by four seconds. So if you have a comp that's designed to get a kill quickly, this is what you want to do. You engage, pop Tormented Souls, burst someone down, maybe with the help of your team, whatever your comp is, get that kill, and now you've got an extra four seconds on self-sustain, armor, anything that keeps you alive, right? That's that's.
0: And if you have eight seconds of Tormented Souls... And you have those 8 seconds on one hero that you're following. They're taking so much damage if you take... uh, What was it? The level 13? Level 16. of oh, 16. Memento yeah, Mori. Memento Mori. Yeah, that's... That's a that's lot brutal. of damage. Yeah.
1: So I th- I think there's definitely value in Reaper Souls. I think that's a fantastic ability. If your team can get kills. It would suck. If there's no guaranteed value. So it would really suck if you... Use Tormented Souls and nobody dies while it's active. Yeah.
0: It has the potential to be a trap talent.
1: Could be. Very much could be. If your opponents are playing Lost Vikings with Play Again, pick this talent. <laughs> <laughs> pick pick this talent. Enjoy 30 seconds of Tormented Souls.
0: <laughs> so good. So good. Get uh, all the reset characters. I know, right? Thanks, Olaf. Thanks, Murky,
1: Eric. <laughs> Rexar. Just get all of them in there. Yep. It would be so great. Uh, the the upgrade to Last Rites is also pretty cool. It's a sustain ability. Last Rites now heals for 100% of the damage dealt, which right there is is enough to make it a pretty viable talent if you're finding yourself dying a lot or you're under pressure a lot and need the extra health. The problem is it's on a two-second delay, so if you're getting bursted down and you die before Last Rites actually hits, then you're not going to get any health yeah
0: but also does double if you haven't finished that quest it doubles the the bonus of your decreasing the cooldown of the ultimate
1: yeah so it's actually pretty cool the way blizzard implemented this when i played it in game with angel death the quest talent or the quest description in the ui starts at you know zero of twelve right you've killed you know, zero of your twelve death or last rites targets. Yeah. When you pick this talent, it now the the denominator drops to six.
2: Oh, that's so nice. So now
1: any single basically saying, hey, everything's worth twice as much. Yeah. It's a it's a pretty cool way to show that you know, say you've got three of twelve. By the time you pick this talent, you've got three of six now, and so your your progress is essentially doubled. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, I think that's probably it for. Mouth ale I think he's got a couple builds that are viable. I also think he needs a slight numbers tune
0: up Yeah.
1: before he's really going to pop off. But.
0: Mm-hmm. but definitely, you know, he can excel in those double tank comps or, you know, single tank with an Asmo or if their yeah. team has lots of high healthful characters. Or... Cursed Hollow. If you want to rush boss, because he burns bosses he does. really fast. It's
1: cool to see the health bar just drop.
0: Yeah, if Tychus isn't available, he could be a good, good counter. Good counter or,
1: or good, second good second pick. Choice, yeah, yeah. I think with the double support, excuse me, the double warrior meta that we're in right now, he could have a place. The one strange thing is he doesn't really, doesn't really do well against the back line which is typically how you want to play melee assassins mm-hmm. so i think he takes a little getting used to yeah um if you're focusing the squishy back line you're not getting as much value out of your trait that's true so we'll see we'll yeah. see how he plays out i'm excited
0: yeah i'm excited for here. thrall thrall's Ooh. got some rework
2: war is upon us i
1: hope you're ready yes he did would Why
0: don't you like tell to tell us about that? Okay, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so, the first big thing to note is his Feral Spirits, every time they hit a hero, the range is extended by 25%. So, it doesn't stop with the first hero hit. So, you could get a five-person Feral Spirit.
1: Oh, man, how cool would that be? Follow that up with uh, Falstad Hinterland Blast. Oh, Get yeah. them all lined
0: up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, the odds of that happening are probably pretty low, but nonetheless, I think that'd be pretty pretty cool. There's some fun utility with this this change to feral spirit. Yeah,
0: spirits. it's a, it's a nice quality of life change. Especially because, I mean, I
1: always thought it was weird that feral spirit burnt through everything but heroes. You'd use feral spirit to get health back by launching a W through a wave. Yeah, you know they they line up in a straight line. Yep. So it it would kind of suck because. Let's say I want to heal off the wave and a hero steps in front and takes the root. Well, I've just lost my heal. That's really actually what I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) Like, cool, I got the root, but I'm low health, so I can't follow it up and do really anything. Oh, yeah,
0: here, I'm going to follow up and, oh, I died.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Because I couldn't heal.
0: You get too excited that you accidentally hit that root.
1: Yeah, right? That's how good we are. Yeah. Get excited when we accidentally root.
0: (laughs) Happens so often. So often, yeah. So he has a lot of... Interesting, he has got so many quest talents now.
1: Yeah, he does. They really reworked his his talent. I tree.
0: think so. A max, so one, two, three, four. You can have four quest talents on thrall in one game.
1: It's not enough. Nope. <laughs> if I don't have seven,
0: <laughs> I'm not, what's, I'm not, <laughs> what's the point of my yeah, hero? Yeah.
1: Level twenty, still questing. <laughs> Gotta get my quest done.
0: Yeah, so would you like to talk about some of the talent changes? Yeah. Some of the quests? Yeah. Since so now he has so many.
1: He definitely does. So they reworked his talent tree so that at levels one, at four, So excuse me, at level one, you have to pick a talent for Thrall's Q, his uh his chain lightning. And at level four, you have to pick a talent for Feral Spirit. I guess, well, I guess it's not true. You can, at level four, you can pick a mana restore talent, but, but they're kind of forcing you into... This, hey, you need to upgrade your Q, and you need to upgrade your W, and, and kind of go from there. So level one, there's now two questing talents. Echo of the Elements. Basically, anytime you kill a minion or heroes with within 1.5 seconds of hitting with Chain Lightning, you get um, a stack. And once you've reached 10 stacks, you reduce the mana cost of Chain Lightning by 20. And after, after 20 stacks, you gain a second charge of, of Chain Lightning. And frankly, I think this is probably the best level 1 talent. That second stack of Chain Lightning, you can just think of it as self-sustain. Thrall's trait allows him to heal anytime he damages enemies with an ability. You build up stacks of Frost World Resilience until you have enough and you get healing off of it. So Thrall's self-sustain is pretty critical to his viability in in, in the team fights. Having a second charge of Chain Lightning is extra sustain. Not only the extra damage, but it is just extra sustain. So by default, I think Echo of the Elements, probably the way to go.
0: Yeah, Crash Lightning, I think it's kind of a trap talent. It looks really tempting. So hitting at least two heroes with a single use of Chain Lightning increases the damage of its bounces by 10 up to 400. Yeah. So (laughs) typically Thrall is in the solo lane. And when I I tried this talent out, and it it was really hard to actually hit two heroes with a single use of chain lightning because it's random. Uh, once you complete the quest, it will pri- uh, prioritize heroes, but not before that. So the amount of times where there was at least two heroes near me or in lane, and me using my Q to try to get two with one cast was really hard. Even though the 400 damage... I mean, that's a lot of damage for your Chain Lightning Bounce. And,
1: yeah, one thing I would note, when I first saw this talent, I did get really excited. And I thought, oh, my my Lightning's going to do so much, but it is only damage on the Bounce. So the target you're aiming for is not actually going to receive that bonus damage. Yeah. And it's pseudo-random. Sure, you start to prioritize heroes after 20 stacks of this quest. But even then, you don't get to pick who it bounces to. Yeah. So while I do think the extra damage is nice, you might be right in that it could be a trap talent for... Like, ooh, the bonus damage looks great, but it's not It's not targetable bonus damage. It's yeah. Not, so it's less effective bonus
0: Yeah, damage. and it's really hard to stack up, especially you're going to be in the solo lane... Most of the time, yeah, and you're just not going to stack it up quick enough for it to make an impact. So the last
1: talent at level 1 for Thrall is Rolling Thunder. So any for 10 seconds after hitting an enemy with Chain Lightning, his next basic attack against him restores 10 mana. This also passively increases the range of Chain Lightning by 30%, and the number of bounces by 1. So I think the most important part of this is that you get an extra bounce which means extra self-sustain, right? Once again, more damage from abilities or more hits of damage from abilities means more stacks of Frost Resilience and therefore more time alive, <laughs> basically. So there's, there's, there's a lot of things going on here. You've got extra range, which means you can poke better. So on, on comps, on poke comps, this might be what you want to do on say levels, or excuse me, maps like Cursed Hollow, this will get more value, but I don't think the mana restore is like this is this was originally Thrall's solo lane talent. You picked this for the mana restore. Yeah. And this could definitely still be good. But I don't know. I'm just I'm the Echo of the Elements just looks too good right now. Yeah. In my opinion.
0: Oh you mean Crash Lightning? No, no. No. Oh, Echo oh, sorry. of the Elements. Sorry. No, but the no 400, I think Crash Right. The Crash, bonus damage. <laughs> no, no. <laughs>
1: 400 non-targetable bounce bonus damage.
0: It's so good, so good.
1: Uh, Anyways, moving on to level four. Thrall's got another quest talent called Frostwolf Pack. Hit seven heroes with Feral Spirit. When you do, it reduces the cooldown and mana cost of Feral Spirit by 50%. But there is a catch. Progress is lost on death. And when Thrall fails to hit a hero. So this is the new master Yep. This is, yep. <laughs> this is the same problem that Snipemaster did in that the chance of not getting value off of this talent is very high. You have to hit 7 heroes with Feral Spirit, then you get the bonus. You get the reduced cooldown and mana cost. But death or missing and all that bonus is lost and you're starting over. Yep. It's, oh man.
0: But 50% cooldown... It's a it's a good reward,
1: yeah. But there's a reason it's a level four talent and not a level twenty talent. Yeah, you don't get. I feel like you're just you're gonna constantly not be getting value out of this talent. Whereas if we take a look at Mana Tide, this is guaranteed, guaranteed value. And this is why I don't think at level one Rolling Thunder is that good. It's because at level four you can get Frostworth Resilience, restores twenty mana, and reduces basic ability cooldowns by half a second. So. The, the mana is nice. The mana restoration is nice. But what really matters here is the basic ability cooldown reduction. Once again, Thrall is trying to get as many procs as Frostwolf resilience as possible, and basic ability cooldown reduction means you can just keep getting that health back. If anyone remembers Thrall when he was released, he had essentially battle moment. Or he, had, he had a way to reduce the cooldown of all of his abilities, and he was broken. He was so broken. He could, like, 1v3 and just keep using his abilities and getting health back. And they took that talent away because it was so good with Thrall. So I think Manatide could have a place here.
0: Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, if you're going against a Samuro, a Samuro would be great for Frostwolf pack. That's true. That's true. If there are
1: heroes that are easier to hit with, definitely. Maybe big body heroes like Asmodan. Or Cho'Gall or someone that takes up a lot of space where it's pretty hard to miss. (laughs) Not saying I I haven't done it. Just saying it's it's harder to do that. Uh, It definitely has a place. So I probably need to experiment with this a little more. Um, Finally, there is a a physical armor talent, Feral Resilience, that you get two stacks of any time you hit uh, your W. So, pretty standard. Yeah. Um, they didn't really work rework any of his level or his ultimates.
0: makes um. one note is Sundering at twenty. You can't get the talent anymore, where it goes cross map. Oh, right. right now right. it just puts a uh, impossible rift, blocking unit movement for three seconds. So much like if you've ever seen a hammer who takes that ability when she cues, she gets that wall in front of her. Oh,
1: that's actually her W. Oh, it's her! uh, It's her uh, little blast, her knockback.
2: Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep,
1: that one. Yeah, that's a cool. Okay, that underrated talent right there. Just the ability to create a wall whenever you feel like it. Pretty good. Yeah. And for this, I, I'm not quite sold. I I think World Breaker is nice in that it it lowers the cooldown by 20 seconds, mm-hmm. but I don't know if you can necessarily pass up the new blink you probably want the old blink anyways but new blink is pretty cool yeah. so blizzard with their patch notes they went through a bunch of heroes with blink and basically said we don't like the fact that blink is being used defensively it's often a get out of jail free card and we don't like that and they've actually had this i the sentiment for quite a while now yeah they removed uh sprint. They removed Sprint. Yep. Uh, what else do they... And they've removed both of the Storm from a lot of heroes. Mm-hmm. Like KT used to have it. So did Jaina. Like, those are the days, man. You drop your your Wombo Jaina and <laughs> just Blink out. Like, oh, things are getting a little hairy. I'm gone. It was great. But they finally, in my opinion, besides just removing it, they're, they're finding a, a really good use for Blink. And, and so what they, they did with this patch, and I'm excited to play around with this a little more, is... They added modified blinks specific to each hero. And Thrall's version of blink is called Windrush. And Windrush, you teleport to a target just like you do with uh, normally, and you gain wind fury when you do it. So now thrall, let's say you you're fighting in a battle and you use your wind fury and you get the stacks off that and do the damage. Now you can blink blink to a target, say like a Vala who's in the back being cheeky, or you know some other squishy who's you can't really gap close that easily on. Now when you you blink to them, if they have any sort of mobility tools, you may be able to stick with them. Yeah. Wind Fury is now off cooldown, ready to go again. It's already activated. Excuse me, it's not not off cooldown, but it's just it's like an extra proc of Wind Fury basically, and you can stick on that target and. Now you're getting health back for an extra wind fury. Yep. Right. That counts towards frostwolf resilience. It just it seems pretty good.
0: Yeah, and it can be used offensively or defensively because now you can blink away and also get the increased movement speed. <laughs> so,
1: so maybe Blizzard didn't quite hit the nail on the head with their design <laughs> <I> th- goals. <laughs> you no, know, the other the other
0: two characters, I think they did, but Thrall's the one where <laughs> yeah. he can still use it in both situations.
1: So the the other two characters here. Um, so, Mouth and Kerrigan um, also got some blink changes. So, Malfurion, excuse me, when I say Mouth, it's going to be hard because we got Mouth, Malf, Mouth and we've got Mouth, Malf, Malfurion. It's very similar. <laughs> but, anyways, Malfurion. TH. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, no, no. F. Not TH. PH, dude.
1: It's PH. Mouth. Mouth. Mouth, Mouth, the PhD in <laughs> PvP. Oh, God. <laughs> you should be embarrassed. I am. <laughs> Anyways, so Malfurion at level 20 can pick up Astral Communion and this is pretty cool because what it does is allows Malph to uh, for 1 second he is essentially stunned, right? You you hit the blink and you're you're charging and then after that second you will blink and immediately pop Twilight Dream. So this is the combo we all loved anyways, right? You blink in, you Twilight Dream and absolutely wreck or or get wrecked. It really depended on the situation, but <laughs> but that was the combo, right? You blink in Twilight Dream, and you you try to get that five man Twilight Dream. So now, after channeling for a second, you instantly teleport and pop the uh, Twilight Dream. This also passively increases um, the silence from Twilight Dream to four seconds. So pretty good talent and hilarious when someone uses it in a, as an escape.
0: Oh, yeah. So. People who aren't used to the new <laughs> yeah, functionality.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you blink, you blink out, and it's just, okay, why am I not blinking yet as you're channeling there for a second? And then you get that. Twilight Dream has such a, in 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 my mind, it's got a very specific sound.
2: That should teach them a lesson. You know oh, yeah. You know when Twilight Dream goes yep.
1: off. And so you see someone, it just <laughs> looks like a complete whiff. So I I definitely think, I think you're right, Gokiburi, in that their design goals were met with this ability.
0: Rip the Twilight Dream. I know.
1: Sad day. Uh, And finally, Kerrigan as well got some nice blink changes. So Kerrigan, basically, her blink applies a shield based off of how many, basically it's, it's a large shield based off the people that she hits. So it's called Psionic Shift. And you deal basically three hundred percent increased assimilation from the damage that you deal. I think it says only deals fifty damage, but that's probably the level one. Yeah. Level so low. Yeah, I don't think that's
0: scaled yet. Yeah, it's it'd be nice to have a a way to scale to, it. Just yeah. yeah, to scale to level to see what the, what damage the actual damage
1: is. Yeah, but three hundred percent assimilation shields from the damage dealt, and this is a. An AoE. It's unfortunately it doesn't give us the size of the AoE, you kind of have to experiment with it. But anyone in the area, including, you know, minions, my guess is buildings as well. If there's a large clump, say you're let's say you're invading um, in lane and your your team is pushing a keep. Right? It's late game, level 20, minion waves coming by the keep, the enemy teams by the keep, you can engage with this now. You psionic shift into the fight. You get all the enemies, minions, buildings, structures, heroes, whatever. Then you pop your your maelstrom. You have a huge a huge extra health bar. Huge. Essentially,
0: yeah. And already then on enabled. top
1: of getting a combo. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of shields. You, you blink in, you get a combo, you pair that with level 16's aggressive defense, and you're going to have massive shields. Not to mean you're invincible. You know if you blink in, hopefully your team follows you up. Yeah. But, but still that's you know, for a pretty healthy hero, getting that much extra defense is gonna be great. Yeah. And while you can still use this blink as an escape, it definitely is missing out on what I see as some of the upside, some of the potential from using this.
0: Yeah. Malfirian has also seen some changes. Mainly to his Broccoli Build, which <laughs> is really exciting.
1: Broccoli Build OP, is that, is oh, that the new yeah. meta? It,
0: it can hit hard once you get that quest talent up. But I guess the one major thing that has changed with Malph is he doesn't have cleanse anymore. Something is amiss.
1: He doesn't have cleanse, and that is seems to be a design decision that Blizzard has been moving towards for a while now. If we look at some of the latest heroes released... Support heroes. We've got Ariel and Lucio, I think, were the yep. last two.
0: And they both have their own version of cleanse.
1: Well, so... so actually, they, they kind of do. right? I think level 20 is when Lucio can cleanse. Yeah. Right? So it's... That's a long ways to wait. And technically, Ariel's uh, ult... Yep. Can... Her crystal aegis can work as uh, a cleanse. But... I mean you don't want to use them that way, right? Yeah. Like, wasting crystal ages for for just the cleanses can be pretty rough. Um, but even then the you know let's let's look at Blizzard's design philosophy around their support cleanse play. Kerasim used to have it and removed it for a specific level 16 cleanse that activates when he teleports to an ally. Uh, they've removed it now from Malfurion. And then, in somewhat opposite fashion, they added cleanse to Lily and removed her specific cleanse, which was her cup would cleanse. But they've also kind of added pseudo-cleanses into the game. Let's take Tyrande, for example, who can remove a stun with her healing ability. So Blizzard's kind of all over the place with what they want to do with cleanse, and I I think they're definitely on the side of fewer cleanse the better. In a competitive scene, I think cleanse is necessary to some degree. Oh,
0: it's a big playmaker.
1: Yeah. I I know a lot of pro support players are pretty upset by the removal of cleanse from Malfurion Mm -hmm. because it's something that enables the best support players are the ones who have those perfectly timed cleanses. Or see, okay, incoming damage, like I got to do what I can. to The
0: pre-cleanses. The pre-cleanses, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of outplay potential with Cleanse.
1: There is. And they've removed it from probably the top tier support right now. M- Malfurion and Uther are the best supports in, prof- in professional play right now. And they've just removed probably what made him viable. Yeah. One of the things that made Malfurion viable. So do you think
0: Rhaegar will move up? Is he next in line?
1: Hope so. Ray God. I want him <laughs> back. I I have a I have a special place in my heart for Rhaegar. He's uh, he was one of my favorite supports for a long time, until the constant nerf hammer. But anyways, well, we can one can only hope it's maybe we'll get some love. Is, if if <laughs> Rhaegar would be one of my favorites again, if he could just get self cast ancestral healing back.
0: Oh yeah, I would be love super the aggro. Yeah,
1: I still play him very aggressive. Then that's my problem. <laughs> you know, you can't get away with that anymore. It's just not as fun anymore. So. Anyways, we can take a look at Malfurion's changes. So, um, I want to talk first and foremost about Siege Malfurion, who used to have to wait till level sixteen to really become Siege Malf, and now really you only need to wait till level seven. So that's that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, Malfurion has a lot of talents related to his W Moonfire. So level one, there's now a quest talent, increasing Moonfire's damage. Uh, so excuse me, passively it increases Moonfire's damage to minions by 75%. So that's the same. However, there's now a repeatable quest. Every five minions killed increases bonus by one percent, up to 25%. After reaching that 25% bonus, the bonus is now also applied to mercenaries and monsters. So this is your wave clear talent. This is, let's say you're on Tomb of the Spider Queen, or any other map that has a lot of value in Wave Clear, maybe Braxus Holdout. Although apparently Wave Clear is not too important on Braxis. Yeah, just learned we that learned a that couple from weeks ago, Episode One. <laughs> that was a surprise to us, um, but yeah, so Moonburn can get you uh, a decent amount of value. At level 4, you go full Moonfire. So this increases the radius by 50% and reduces the mana cost by 5. Now that mana cost reduction is pretty significant because Moonfire is only 15 mana with a cooldown of 3 seconds. So you're talking 33% is basically 15 to to 10. That's huge, right? That's a massive value on a fairly spammable ability. So 10 mana cost ability. A three second cooldown that, that you can just spam.
0: Oh yeah, just hold down that button. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, and the real kicker here is at level seven you get um, lunar shower. So this was this was previously the level sixteen talent that enabled mouth to actually do a decent amount of damage. He became this kind of ranged poke hero that just just spammed, and it was it was fun. It was it was kind of silly, but it was fun. So, lunar shower increases. Excuse me, decreases the cooldown of the next Moonfire by half a second and increases the damage by 15%. And it stacks up to three times and resets after six seconds. So basically, you can keep an extra 45% damage on Moonfire as long as you're using this within six seconds of the previous use. Which should be no problem because you've also got a one and a half second cooldown reduction, which means you can use this every one and a half seconds. In the middle of a team fight, that's actually pretty good damage, especially because yeah. you've now got a larger area. You've you know, for a hero that doesn't actually do damage, you can now do damage.
0: Yeah. And you know, he wouldn't be a druid if he couldn't spam moonfire. That's just uh, the staple of druids in WoW. Is that is that how they work? <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. Oh yeah. I mean that's all I mean, you know. Fill up your all your spell bars, the moonfire, mm. smash the keyboard. That's all <laughs> you need to do.
1: Roll your head around the keyboard. Oh yeah. Solid. Now, the other kind of interesting new potential option for Malfurion is the Broccoli build. Yep. So, so Broccoli here is the Treant, which I have been, and Gokiburi knows this, I have been a hater of this talent. Well, stick
0: in the mud in with the, the Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> it just,
1: you always give up so much with this talent. So, at level four, there's a fantastic talent, loon's Grace. Increase your ability range on your basic abilities by 25%. That allows for a level of safety for Malfurion that you want on a support with no mobility. Well, at least not until you get that escape at level 20. (laughs) (laughs) So Elune's Grace is is incredibly useful, especially the the 25% on Tangling Roots to follow up your tank on whatever CC they're, they're engaging with. It seems, or at least in my opinion, it was always the best option. However, now we've got this this broccoli quest talent. <laughs> can't even say it without laughing. It's just so... It's just, I'm worried. So now Vengeful Roots still spawns a Treant and deals 70 damage per second in the last 10 seconds. However, hitting enemy heroes with the Roots permanently increases the Treant's damage per second by 8. So the Treant technically has unlimited damage at this point. Yeah. And I tested this in try mode, and it was—I think it was kind of buggy because I could, I turned the cooldowns off, <laughs> and was able to get an incredibly high tree very quickly on the the practice dummy. Yeah. Anyways, and then I just said, "Oh, this is silly," and, and then I set the the quest talents to max out, and it was like nine thousand and one.
0: It's over nine thousand.
1: It was over nine thousand. That's Blizzard meme in there. Oh yeah. yeah, way better than way better. throwing
0: shade. <laughs> you have standards,
1: Blizzard. <laughs> So, anyways, I mean, obviously in a real game, you're never going to get to 9,001 stacks of this. You're not going to get 9,000 <laughs> 9, roots. It's not happening. But you can actually get a lot of roots. So, let's so you take Vengeful Roots at level 4. You could get Strangling Vines at 7, but it's not essential to stacking this talent. At level 16, you probably want the extra area and duration, just because it's going to get you more procs. Right, the larger area, the more people you could potentially hit with your route. And then at twenty you actually get rewind. And so now what you can do is you can have a little mini triant duo that you, you throw your first route down, you rewind, you ra- wait for the route to expire, because I tested this and it didn't seem like the second root applies. Oh, if okay. you do it too quickly, it needs to apply. Yeah. Yeah, you've actually so for the, the quest you've actually got to root them. Um, and it didn't seem to it didn't seem to work if you did it too quickly. So, okay. Or if you just space them separately. Yeah. That'll work too. Um, but if they overlap at all, then it seems like there was a little bit of buggery there. But anyways, you reset your cooldowns, you apply another route, you've got two treants doing what can actually be a lot of damage. And, I don't know, enjoy Enjoy
0: your victory. I, don't know. <laughs> I have <laughs> seen, I know you don't like broccoli build. But I have seen June. His teammate was <laughs> That's, uh, capping... Tempo, tempo Storm June. Yes, yep. So his teammate was capping the shrine in Towers of Doom, and he saw Murden come in to Stormbolt, his teammate that was capping it, and he threw his root in between his teammate and Murden, and Murden's Stormbolt hit the treant. <laughs> he clipped it, too. It's It's great. If you have time, you should definitely check out that clip on Twitch. That seems
1: uh, like something I do most games. I mean, oh, I just, okay. that's like I would do that clearly. All that's the time. what it's for, right? Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I would use that ability right next well, to yourself. Props, so props to
0: June. So Varian taunts the Treant on accident. and oh, misclicks. Yeah.
1: Props to June for being support god, but for oh, the rest yeah. of us, <laughs> I never really saw a whole lot of use in that. <laughs> yeah, okay, you look at June just competitive builds though. There's no there's no treeants. <laughs> And we're just support plebes. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing our best. Anyways, I think I'm I'm excited to try this this build. It could be pretty goofy, but maybe damage mouth is a real thing.
0: Hey, five support comp like you and I usually do.
1: Oh yeah. Five support comp on specific maps is really fun. Yeah. And pretty effective. I think
0: we've won probably 80%. Yeah. At least. With our five support comp.
1: Yeah, you just wait, wait out to level ten until you hit your ultimates. Everyone picks damage abilities.
0: Yep, you have so much to sustain. Yeah.
1: The way the way you beat it is you got to macro. The team fights are silly, but you just macro the map and you win because there's usually no wave clear. Yeah. But if you're playing a team fight map, <laughs> it can be pretty pretty effective.
0: We're open to any challengers. If yeah. anyone wants to five v five our five support comp.
1: Please tweet us at Nightcast.
0: <laughs> we
1: will take up that challenge.
0: Yes. So let's touch up on the HGC a little bit. Currently, all the top teams are in Sweden at the mid-season brawl.
1: Yeah, so we've got... It's, it's I think, Blizzard's most well-run tournament to date. I mean, they've got this really exciting round-robin format where there's two groups, six teams in each group, and each team gets to play the other teams in their group once. They're best of two matches. So you get, you know, if you win 2-0, then you get three points for the victory. If you tie one-to-one, you get a single point. And if you lose 0-2, you get zero points. And the top, how it works is the top two teams per group advance to the winner's bracket or the upper bracket. The 3rd and 4th place team in each group advance to the lower bracket and then the bottom two teams are out. Pretty, I don't know, I think this is a pretty good way to run a tournament format. Yeah, definitely. Right? It values consistency, which is, in the past, I think the biggest problem with the tournaments that Blizzard's been running. There's no... A team could perform really well in one game and be rewarded really heavily for that. This round-robin format... (laughs) Even
0: death. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: We're not gonna name any names here
0: better yeah.
1: <laughs> but in in this tournament you have to show up every day you have to play play against five of the best teams in the world and consistently show that you're you're you deserve to be in this tournament and be in the top and and you can see some teams I don't think have take have understood that like let's take a look at the first match MVP black between Roll20. It was the first, their first match of the the tournament for both those teams. And MVB Black is looking phenomenal. Yeah. But not that first game against Roll20. They didn't prep. They didn't know what they were getting into. You could see it in their bands that they didn't know what Roll20 played. And they kind of just... You can tell they just kind of said, eh, we don't have to worry about this game. Yeah. Right? That is not going to yeah, work.
0: don't give them yeah. Medivh Diablo. Yeah,
1: you don't give them the two heroes... That they value the highest. Yeah. Right? And roll, Roll20, roll to their credit, abused their comfort picks. They won the game 22-0 to zero kills. I mean,
0: absolutely it's phenomenal. NA stomped a Korean yeah, team.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying North America is better than Korea as a region. It's just not true. But Roll20 looked fantastic, and MVP Black didn't respect what they had to bring and were punished for it. And, I don't know, I'm, I'm excited because... That, like, you have to be consistent. You have to make sure you know who you're playing against. There's no real scrubs in this tournament. I mean, yeah, the, some of the the minor region teams are struggling, but even then, there's a market improvement from what we've seen in the previous yeah. tournaments from these these minor league teams. So, I, I I don't know. I'm I'm very excited by this tournament so far.
0: Same, and I love how it's every day. Don't have to wait till the weekend to yeah. watch yeah. some pro. Pro Hots.
1: Five days in a row of group stage and zero productivity at work. Yep. That's great. Sorry,
0: work. (laughs) I have not been the most productive. Yeah.
1: So after the group stage, it advances to these upper and lower brackets. And then if you lose out of the lower bracket, you're done from the tournament. And if you lose from the upper bracket, you drop into the lower bracket and the Winner of the upper bracket and winner of the lower bracket meet for the finals. Pretty standard tournament style format, yeah. but once again, I think the the real value is the the round robin beforehand to 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 get those seedings. I think that's uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, there's some some definite favorites. So on the Korean side, we've got L five and MVP Black. Besides that, roll twenty games actually looked incredible. Yeah. They've pretty much ran the table. They just 2-0'd Fnatic, which I didn't Fnatic know.
0: is, they're, they're looking great this tournament. Yeah,
1: yeah. Fnatic was looking real good. <laughs> and they got 2-0'd. Uh, but in, in L5, actually not as strong of a performance as I was expecting. Yeah, because
0: in the regular season, they were dominating.
1: Yeah, and having a little bit of hiccups here. But they'll still advance to the next round, most likely in the lower bracket. But they will advance. I think it's pretty much guaranteed that Dignitas will... Well, I guess it's not. Dignitas could technically not advance. Yeah, so that's true. To, to not advance through the upper bracket. They could still technically go in the lower bracket.
0: e has been looking K- amazing. Kill.
1: So it was it was kind of fun listening to some of the casters and announcers for Heroes of the Storm talk about e Because apparently they're... People always seem to forget about them. Yeah, that they're this phenomenal team. and Then they show up for these, you know, world tournaments and just pub stomp everyone. It's it's I don't know. It's fun to see. It's it's fun to see this aggressive team, this this style of play that's really just paying off for them. And well, I'm not rooting for them because I'm rooting for our NA yep. teams. But still, I mean, it's not, they're not Korean, so I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Koreans team, the Korean teams win everything. So I just. As long as it's not a Korean team, I think I'll be happy.
0: Yeah, it's good to see some diversity in the finals yeah. and you know, up there in the higher, higher rankings. Yeah.
1: Anyways, it looks like most likely both Temple Storm and Roll Twenty, the two North American teams, will advance. Yeah. Uh, Temple Storm took a match off Dangling Toss today, which, which was big, was pretty big, and pretty much solidified their place in the next round. Yep. I think they'd have to pretty royally goof up not to make it, but.
0: I believe in them. I think yeah. they can do it. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm happy. I'm pleased. They looked pretty good. Um, there's been a decent amount of Chen play in this tournament, and pretty effectively played. Chen Abathur seems disgusting. Yeah. Right? You Okay, you got Abathur hat with the extra healing. Basically, Abathur goes hat build to provide pressure on the opponent team, provide healing for Chen, and then you dive the backline, kill off the support, the moment Chen's about to die, you just pop your ultimate, get three extra life bars, and harass until you. <laughs> oh crap! I need to get safe, and it just it seems really strong. And and watching some of the Korean teams play that, and then Temple Storm pulled it pulled it out for this game against Dignitas, paired with Genji. it was, it was Genji, Abathur, Chen, and they would clone the Genji, so you'd have this double Genji on. In their case, they picked Malfurion as their support. For Dignitas picked Malfurion. So you get double, double Genji Chen on Malfurion and they would just, just wreck him. And then, okay, well now we'll get the Sylvanas, right? And You can just see that's their thought process. Like, yeah. Kill the Mouth, kill their Squishies, and then win the game. Yep. And honestly, it after level 10, it worked really well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think my favorite Abathur play so far has been the double, the clone Medivh, and they had four portals going out. <laughs> It was just silly. And then uh, the rest of the team was just going what all I do? over the place. I don't know what to do. <laughs> so many photos. That
1: would be really cool, though. You could travel so far. Oh, yeah. Just. Oh, man. Who who pulled the ABBA? That sounds like a Roll20 sort of move. Um, it wasn't.
0: I think it was Soul Torturers.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Nice. Soul Torturers pulled off a fantastic. Uh. Void Prison. Oh, absolute yes. destruction against Tempest Storm. Like I wasn't polar... excited at the time, but damn.
0: It was crazy cuz so they had Zeratul Mouth and Psalm was on Illidan and he was the only person not hit by the VP, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Illidan. So, yeah. What happened was the four other Tempest Storm players were grouped up and he knew that the VP was coming in, the VP into Twilight Dream. So, Zeratul lands the four-person VP, and he sees Malf walking up to get the blink Twilight Dream after VP ends. So, Psalm went the hunt. So, he hunts Malf, but Malf waits and ice blocks, ice blocks the hunt. And then right as VP ends, blinks and gets the four-man Twilight Dream. It was...
1: And then they just followed up with all sorts of damage. It was insane. And won the game off of it. Yeah, just
0: how Malf had that much control to not, you know, to hold off. He knew he was going to get hunted, ice blocked, and then Twilight Dream. It was amazing play.
1: Yeah, and I mean, they took a game off Temple Storm for... They probably weren't favored to get that. Uh, victory and, and, frankly, two extra points for Temple Storm right now would be pretty huge. Yeah. I think it would, hundred percent, have guaranteed them a spot in the next round. Whereas I think they still need to win, but they should. I, I believe they play Red Cannons right yeah. for their last game, so that should I be believe, should be I believe a win. so. Anyways, it's been an exciting tournament so far, and I am I'm very thrilled to see what will come of the next couple days.
0: I want to see more grubby drawings. <laughs>
1: I really like the atmosphere <laughs> that the casters and the announcers, and in, in Calaris as the host, are setting. Right, they're very relaxed. Yeah. Right? Even even Mary Day today, MVP's Merry Day was, you know, he put some shades on and was you know thug life for <laughs> for all like ten seconds until he cracked up into a silly grin. Like there's just you can tell everyone there's just having a good time. Yeah. And that I'm makes really jealous. Yeah. I wish I could be there. I, I want to do this. No, but that makes me very. I don't know, it just makes me excited. Yeah. You can tell these people care, and they're having a good time, and it's not too serious, it's a little lighthearted about it. It just makes me want to watch. Yeah, and it's nice that they
0: they rotate the casters, and then they have their little concave of (laughs) other people. Fourth man. Fourth man, fifth (laughs) man, looking for six men right now.
1: Yeah. I'm hoping, I haven't seen it yet, but I hope we get the Calaris... Trixler cast
0: oh, yes. game again
1: but I don't think it'll happen because Calaris is host yeah. but still I would love to see them hopefully cast again hopefully finals yeah finals <laughs> <laughs> although I gotta be honest Trixler and Kaldor have some really great casting synergy they, the, they the do. pair of them together just have been, done, been doing a phenomenal job
0: Kaldor looks like he's about to bust out of his shirt Dude, he's jealous man any moment
1: <laughs> you can tell that guy works out
0: <laughs> so I think that just about wraps up the show thank you for joining us on our second episode of Nexus Night we hope you enjoyed the show Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash night And thank you to all of our Patreon supporters.
1: You can follow us on Twitter at nexusnightcast. Special shout out to our producer, Hotaru. And thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you in the next Nexus Night. Woo!